This is true news, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. One thing is certain. If Donald J. Trump was not running for president in 2024, on Monday afternoon, he was definitely running by Monday night. The surprise raid of 20 to 30 armed FBI agents on the former president's private residence in Florida is unprecedented in American history. Everything changed Monday night. No longer could American citizens assume that former presidents were safe from political persecution, even imprisonment by extreme opponents. No future president will be confident that he or she won't go to prison for his beliefs and policies. No American citizen can assume he or she is living in a free republic under the rule of law. You can be certain that Donald Trump will run for president in 2024. He no longer has a choice. He must run to prove that American citizens cannot be silenced by far-left commiecrats who work for the China Communist Party. Don't be foolish by assuming that the commiecrats are only after Donald Trump. No, my friend, they are after every patriotic American citizen who believes in God and country. Mr. Trump is the big target they must take down before they get to you and me. Monday night's FBI raid on President Trump's home was the opening shot in the last battle for the heart and soul of America. The Biden regime's brazen attack on Monday night cannot be allowed to go unchallenged. Doc Burkhardt and I will discuss the raid and its ramifications. However, first, I want to welcome new viewers watching us on cable television systems and direct TV. You will have access to the first 28 minutes of today's True News. To watch the second half, you must go to truenews.com or download the app. For our regular viewers online, please stay with us when we close at 28 minutes. We will resume immediately with the second half of today's True News. Doc Burkhardt is here with me. Yes, sir. Doc. Shocking think, last night, wasn't it, it? Very shocking, and I think the, the, the photograph that I want to show you, this is uh, published by Radar Online, and um, the, the article says, uh, agent with, look at this, machine gun. An FBI agent armed with a machine gun photographed outside of Trump's Palm Beach Resort, Mar-a-Lago. And we have there a it is. Of that. Look at so. this. Look at this. What country are we in? When machine gun toting federal agent is on the private property of the former president of the United States. This looks like something from Honduras. Right. Or some little island. This can't be the United States of America. Whether the press, former president is Donald Trump or Barack Obama, this cannot be permitted. We cannot allow a former president to be treated this way by the sitting president. Because this is all about who goes to prison first. I said this in March 2017, right after Donald Trump went into the White House, I said the race is on to see who goes to prison first. Will it be the corrupt Democrats like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, or will it be Donald Trump? Because both sides are working to put the other side in prison. That's right. And so far, it's the commiecrats who are ahead. Because conservatives just can't believe, they just can't, they just can't comprehend that their opposition would actually go to the most extreme actions and imprison political opponents. But these are not 
today's Democrats are not the Democrats that that I knew as as a youth, as a child. I grew up in a Democrat family. I, I've got relatives named for Democrat presidents. Right. Okay. So um, this is not the party of, of of John F. Kennedy. This is not the party of of Harry Truman. This is the party of Xi Jinping and Fidel Castro. Right. The communists took over the Democratic Party. And America is now under the control of the China Communist Party. They launched a biological war on us in 2020. We were attacked by a biological warfare agent made in a Chinese communist laboratory in Wuhan. That was the opening act of World War III. And then in 2020, in November, we had the most corrupt election in the history of America, where a wide assortment of people and entities worked together with the China Communist Party to overthrow the presidency of Donald Trump. You had the China Communist Party. You had the Bidens, which are owned by the China Communist Party. Hunter Biden is as corrupt as you can get. His old man Joe is corrupt. They're living on China money. Then you had, you had the uh, tech companies, the social media companies, the news media. All of them worked together. Then you had deep state operatives. You had you know, present and, and retired members of intelligence agencies all working together to destabilize the presidency of Donald Trump in 2020, and topple him. We entered a twilight zone in 2020, and our country has not been the same ever since. We went into lockdowns. Churches were closed. Vaccine mandates were, were implemented. We changed as a nation. We adopted the China way. And the American people not, have not fully recognized the gravity of what happened to us in the past two years. What happened Monday night is the worst of all of it. Machine gun-toting federal agents raided the home of the former president of the United States while at the same time Hunter Biden is sitting somewhere smoking crack and messing around with a prostitute. When he's got money from communist China and Ukraine, and he gave a part of it every time to his father, who was involved in the deals, and nothing's happened to them. Nothing's happened to Hillary Clinton. She walked off. She just dumped 33,000 emails. She had a subpoena to turn them in, and she said, I'm not going to do it. She bleached her computers. She took hammers and beat her phones yes. and hard drives. Nothing happened. No raids at the Clinton's. No raids. Her house wasn't raided. Hunter Biden's house hasn't been raided. No. Nothing. It is a corrupt regime. And the crooks are in charge. And the crooks work for the China Communist Party. Now, you just saw machine gun FBI agent at the president's home. The next one I want to show you. This is a tweet from Bernie uh, Carrick. He was for, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, former uh, New York City uh, police, police commissioner. commissioner. And uh, so this tweet, and then he, we actually have a soundbite of, of talking about this, too. Uh, he said, and just like in other third world countries, if today's raid by Biden's FBI does not stop Donald Trump from running for president in 2024, their next move will be assassination and this was his response to uh, Richard Grinnell's uh, tweet about third world dictators. Okay, Doc, who does that sound like? This is what we said, what, uh, 2000, what, when was that? 2000, um, 2000, was it 2020 or 2016? When we, we started talking about how, how far they would go. Oh, it was, uh, we actually said 2016. When he was running, we said these people will not stop. Okay, they will eventually 
their last thing that they will use to stop Donald Trump will be a bullet. They will, they will attempt to assassinate him. Now you have the former police chief, the police commissioner of New York City. Eight million people. <clears throat> the police commissioner of the biggest city in America saying they're going to kill Donald Trump. Where are we right now? What country are we in? What reality are we in right now? This is so bizarre. We got more to show you. Um, Actually, I have a soundbite oh, uh, from Carrick uh, appearing on Newsmax, explaining this a little bit further. And I just put out a tweet about this. If you remember back in 2016, when, I, when right before he got elected, I was in Washington D.C. I was at a couple different social events, and I heard people talking. They said the Democrats want this guy so bad that they wouldn't put assassination behind it. They've tried impeachment. They've tried another impeachment. They've tried one investigation after another. This is about one thing. This is about stopping him from running in 2024. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not into conspiracies. I'm not into anti-government rhetoric. This is the first time in my lifetime that I would say I am deathly afraid for Donald Trump. I would not put assassination behind these people. I, I just you know, he, you know, you get a very good point, Bernie. He gets Secret Service for the rest of his life. Based on what we have known recently, what we hear about deep state, he may find it in his best interest to get his own security with the Secret Service as well. Bernie, about 20 seconds left. Final thought. I, listen, I couldn't agree more. I, I, you know, what just happened is no different than happens in Venezuela, Colombia, Cuba and countries like that should not have ever happened here. And you have to question the authority and the motives of the FBI, the Department of Justice and Joe Biden himself. Bernie, you're on it. Keep an eye on that man. Protect that man. He's their biggest fear on the left. And there are some crazy SOBs on the left. Venezuela and Cuba, places where radical Marxists took over. Right. And they that people to do it. And that's what happened to America. Radical Marxists took over and they will kill their opponents. That's what we're facing right now. The uh, next thing I want to show you is uh, this is uh, uh, Mark Levin. And uh, he was on Sean Hannity and he was fired up. He had a lot to say. Let's listen to Mark Levin. Mark, I quoted you earlier. You have said uh, many times, I've asked you about it a number of times, a post-constitutional America. Let me put your legal hat on and ask this question. Is there anything that you can possibly think of that warranted this raid on a former president's residence as it relates to uh, archives potentially of classified material when the president, according to his son, Eric, was working hand in hand in tandem uh, with the archives uh, people to get to get them anything that they might need. All right. First of all, I'm a former chief of staff to the United States attorney general. We would never, ever have done this. Never. That's number one. Number two, it's 90 days before midterm election. That's outrageous. Number three. Everybody pretty much knows that Donald Trump is going to run in the Republican primary for president of the United States. And so you have a sitting president who wants to run against him and his attorney general acting like this. Now, here's how this worked. Everybody's guessing. I'll tell you what happened. This is in the jurisdiction of the U.S. attorney in District of Columbia, who's also overseeing the January 6th prosecution. Why? Because that's where the National Archives is, in the District of Columbia. They didn't send FBI agents from the Washington office down there. They would have used FBI agents in uh, South Florida, and they would have coordinated with the U.S. Attorney's Office down there if they're playing it by the book. <clears throat> Number two, he wouldn't have done anything without the sign-off of the Attorney General of the United States, period. Number three, this was well orchestrated, so this has been going on for weeks. Now, you keep asking your guests, what's the justification? There is no justification. But what's he going to say tomorrow, the attorney general? Here's my guess. We've been negotiating with Trump and his lawyers since February when we found out they had this information. We were getting nowhere. 
And then we know or we heard that some documents were being destroyed. Maggie Haberman of the New York Slimes was on CNN. They've been running pictures of hers that she's going to have in the book of documents being flushed on a toilet. That doesn't mean a damn thing. It could be anything flushed on a toilet. With Elise Stefanik's name on it. That's all it was. Okay, but what I'm saying is you've asked what would the pretext be. Correct. And so it is a pretext is exactly right. There is no justification for sending 30 friggin' FBI agents to the former president's compound in Mar-a-Lago in early morning and conducting themselves this way or in any other cases in which they've done exactly the same thing. The FBI is corrupt. This guy Garland goes after parents. He goes after Republican uh, uh, state legislatures. He goes after states. He disagrees with their abortion positions. He doesn't do a damn thing to protect the border, which is compelled by the Constitution. Nothing. So let's be clear. Newt is right. They're all right. This is the worst attack on this republic in modern history, period. And it's not just an attack on Donald Trump. It's an attack on everybody who supports him. It's an attack on anybody who dares to raise serious questions about Washington, D.C. and the establishment in both parties. I haven't heard a damn thing from the Republican leadership in the Senate. Have you? Not one of those guys has put out a statement because they're weak. That's why. Well, Every no, we did. Well, hang on, Mark. We, we did hear from from the leader, the minority leader in the House. I said in and the that would Senate. Be Kevin McCarthy. I know you said the Senate, but I just wanted to make sure people know. He said, uh, Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. Ron DeSantis said the raid on Mar-a-Lago is another escalation in the weaponization of federal agencies against the regime's political opponents. While people like Hunter Biden get treated with kid gloves, now the regime is getting another 87,000 IRS agents to wield against its adversaries, question mark, banana republic. Yeah, and he's right. And let me tell you something. Just watch how this attorney general conducts himself. Okay, Mark Elias uh, was Hillary Clinton's campaign man, or, or campaign attorney, and uh, he tweeted uh, a remark that is uh, very accurate. He said the the media is missing the really really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics. And Doc, he quoted uh, Federal Code. Right. And this is it right here. Right. So uh, this is Federal Code 18 U.S. Code 2071. Regarding the concealment, removal, or mutilation generally of uh, documents. And so, uh, if you look at paragraph B there, it says, whoever having the custody of any such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing, willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both, and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. And we highlighted that so you could see that this is the reasoning behind this. You, uh, Mr. Trump and uh, his staff down in Mar-a-Lago have been working with the National Archives for months in sorting out documents that belong in the National Archives and documents that belong to, uh, the, you know, the Trump organization yes. and the, uh, the political organization. Donald Trump has been cooperating with that. There has not been a fight. They haven't been fighting back and forth. They've had National Archives people on site in Mar-a-Lago assisting with this. And then the FBI raid happens. Why does it happen? It's because they're trying to use this particular situation in order to disqualify Donald Trump. It's a, a political assassination is what it exactly is. Exactly what it is. They need a conviction. They want a conviction. It says that he committed a crime. And then they're going to argue that he's disqualified from running for president. But the Constitution determines the qualifications for president. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And their their strategy, their scheme is not going to hold up. Now, uh, if it did, then Hillary Clinton should have been barred from running for president because she had classified national security secrets on her private server in her house. Right, which she destroyed. And, Mutilated. And she destroyed tens of thousands of emails that were State Department property. And nothing was done. All right. 
absolutely nothing. The FBI covered it up for her. All right. So, but the what what he's saying is, and he's correct. They're they're looking for a conviction. They want to they want to put handcuffs on Donald Trump. If you think Monday night's raid was shocking, wait until you see an FBI raid on Donald Trump's house at 6 a.m. and they drag him out of the house in his underwear and handcuff him. That's what's coming next. And then his police mugshot. They want the entire world to see the mugshot. To disgrace. This is to disgrace and to humiliate him. These are the commiecrats that have taken control of America working for communist China. Now, the next story, this, this is big. Okay, this is really big. New York Post reporting, the judge who approved the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago worked for Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. The pervert pedophile. This was an amazing uh, revelation in all this process here. The Florida federal magistrate judge who signed off on the search warrant authorizing the FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort left the local U.S. attorney's office more than a decade ago to represent employees of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Sources tell the Post that Judge Bruce Reinhardt approved the warrant that enabled FBI agents to converge on the South Florida estate on Monday in what Mr. Trump called an unannounced raid on my home. Reinhardt was elevated to magistrate judge in 2018 after 10 years in private practice. There's more to this. Months after his appointment, the Miami Herald reported that he had represented several of Epstein's employees in connection with the sex trafficking investigation against the financier. According to the paper, Reinhardt resigned from the South Florida U.S. Attorney's Office, effective on New Year's Day 2008, and went to work for Epstein's workers the following day. In 12 years as a federal prosecutor, according to his official biography, Reinhardt managed the docket that covered the full spectrum of federal crimes, including narcotics, violent crimes, public corruption, financial frauds, child pornography, and immigration. Now, the named employees that he represented uh, were, uh, uh, by his own admission, included uh, both of Epstein's pilots, his scheduler, Sarah Kellen, who should be in jail right now, honestly, and Nadia Marchenkova, who Epstein once reportedly described as his Yugoslavian sex slave. And the pilots, those are the guys that flew the Lolita Express. That's right, Rick. They were transporting the underage teenage girls around the world while they were being raped on Epstein's jet. And so this lawyer, now a federal judge, is the guy who signed the FBI search warrant. Isn't this a small world? We go back to Jeffrey Epstein, who was a spy, who worked for a foreign country who ran a blackmail operation to entrap the most powerful, influential men in America by supplying them with little teenage girls that they could rape while he video recorded all the sex acts without their knowledge and then used it to blackmail them to get what certain people in other countries wanted done by the U.S. government. That's what happened. And this guy, this judge, has signed this, arrest, this search warrant, just happened to work for Epstein the pedophile. And before, the, before this guy went to work for Epstein, this judge we're talking about, he, uh, he worked for the South, uh, the, the U.S. Prosecutor's Office for South Florida. The, well, the ones prosecuting. The ones that were investigating and prosecuting Jeffrey Epstein. Right. So he quits one day. And, and goes, he's, he's investigating Epstein one day and working for him the next day. Right. Uh, Daily Mail had a uh, story about this as well. We'll go to quote. That's uh, the judge on the left. Right. And uh, they had a quote where uh, uh, at number 15 for control that talks about this change of sides that Reinhardt uh, pulled off. Said Reinhardt was hauled over the coals in a 2011 Crime Victims Rights Act lawsuit, which accused him of violating Justice Department policies by switching sides. It implied the attorney had leveraged inside information about the probe into Epstein's affairs to gain favor with him. He flatly denied this and said he was nothing, had, uh, he was nothing to do with the team that was looking into the pedophiles' horrific crimes. But two years later, his former supervisors in the U.S. Attorney's Office said 
While Bruce Reinhardt was an assistant U.S. attorney, he learned confidential non-public information about the Epstein matter. Now, he hit back in 2018 telling the Miami Herald, even assuming that I had uh, participated personally and substantially in the Epstein investigation, which I did not, the relevant Department of Justice regulations only prohibited me from communicating with or appearing before the U.S. on behalf of Mr. Epstein. So he made clear in the statement he had represented the disgraced financiers, but had nothing to do with him, yet would not say who paid for them. Uh, but in Newsmax appearances, he appeared to just shrug off accusations against Epstein and his workers. Well, why was he on Newsmax? Oh, yeah, Newsmax is headquartered here in West Palm Beach. So, um, anyhow, there is a connection, isn't there? There's a connection. The judge who signed the uh, search warrant worked for Jeffrey Epstein. And Jeffrey Epstein uh, had a mansion in South Florida just down the road from Donald Trump's home. It's a small, small world, isn't it? Well, um, hey, we want to remind the folks watching us on on satellite, on DirecTV, and on cable television systems, this is the first time uh, this episode, this is the first time you've seen us with True News. And in about one and a half minutes, we're going to sign off on broadcast television and DirecTV. But for those who are watching online, we're going to come right back within about 10 seconds, so don't go away. If you are watching on broadcast or DirecTV and you want to continue to see the other half of this newscast, go to truenews.com, T-R-U-N-E-W-S, truenews.com. It is the most um, politically incorrect news commentary program in the world. I've been censored. I've been blacklisted. I've been deplatformed. But by the grace of Almighty God, I'm still here. And I'm still telling the truth. And my enemies, the communists, the God-hating communists, cannot succeed in shutting my mouth. Because it's Almighty God that's opened my mouth. And he's not going to allow them to shut me down. I'm watching the countdown clock, and I'm starting to get fired up. And so if you're watching on broadcast... And you're saying, glory to God, somebody's finally got some backbone. Somebody's acting like a man and actually talking and telling the truth. I want you to go to truenews.com and watch the second half of this program. Also, want you to get behind us and support us. We need people who will help us. Go to truenews.com and click donate or Follow the prompts that are on the screen right now. You can call that phone number or send a gift to truenews.com. Truth must be heard. Communism is seeking to take over this country. We're not going to let it happen. I'll be back here tomorrow on broadcast TV. Okay, True News family, we're back. You're the hardcore. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me, I'm going to tell you what happened. And I know I've got enemies watching me right now, and they're going to, I don't care. I don't care. So here's what happened. Um, I, you know, I had, we launched another program, um, Rick Wiles Today. Oh, it was squeaky clean, and I tried my very best to uh, appease the religious broadcasting titans and give them something different than hard news. And uh, TCT Television canceled us last Friday because on last Thursday's program, you know what I actually said? Oh, my gosh. You know what I said in the opening? I, I told their audience, I said, if, if the Russian-Ukraine war is not settled diplomatically in the next two to three months, most likely we will have a nuclear war by December. And for that statement the president of tct television canceled us can you believe that they're so afraid that their little grandmas who watch them might get nervous by hearing the truth about how close we are to nuclear war so we got kicked off of tct but i really don't care because i am so sick and tired of the wimps the cowards that run Christian television and radio. 
they make me want to puke because they're so wimpy and cowardly. But I've got to tell you, on Saturday morning, I got a phone call from the president and owner of the Word Network, which is America's, well, actually the world's biggest black Christian television network. He called me Saturday morning and he said, Rick, I heard what happened to you. And it was outrageous. And I want you to stay on our network. And I want you to be yourself. I want you to say whatever you want to say. I'll back you. So uh, we took him up on the challenge. And that's why we just did our first broadcast with True News on the Word Network. So we'll find out whether he can handle True News. And uh, if he does, and if his audience likes it, then we'll stay there. If they don't like it, we won't be there. But I'll be here because this group, you... You've been with me for years. Some of you have been with me since 1999. And you've watched me go through a lot of stuff. I just bounce back. I keep coming back. doesn't matter what they do to me. I keep coming back. And Doc and I are not going to be silenced, especially after what they did to Donald Trump last night. Right. I mean, they threw down the gauntlet. The commiecrats threw down the gauntlet. This is it, Doc. If they're going to lock up the president of the United States, they will lock you up, too, Doc. That's right. They, they can. They're going to lock everybody up in this country that stands for old-fashioned American values. But back in the 70s with the Weathermen, the commie group that uh, Bill Ayers was the founder. Listen, I interviewed a, a, an FBI agent. This is back in the days when FBI agents fought communism. <laughs> now... The FBI is communist. The communists won in the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover should be rolling around in his grave. The communists won the FBI. They took it over. But back, back in the 70s, there was an FBI agent. He passed away a couple years ago. He infiltrated. He wasn't an agent. He was an informer. He infiltrated the, the uh, weatherman. And... What he told me in an interview was that the communists in the 70s in America said, when we take over, it wasn't if, when, when we take over, we know that we will have to exterminate 24 million resistors. They had plans for it in the 70s. Here we are now in the 2020s. And communist China is running this country right now. There's not going to be a nuclear war with China. Look, there's a possibility of a nuclear war with Russia. But China does not want a nuclear war with us. They have launched a biological war. The first biological attack was 2020. They're preparing more biological attacks. Their plan is to exterminate you and me like cockroaches. They don't want this. They don't want the soil of this land radioactive. They just want us gone. They want us to die off like bugs. And they'll bury us. They'll just they won't bury us. They'll just burn us. Okay. They'll just gather up our corpses and burn them. And and then they'll take over. And then they're going to export tens of millions of Chinese communists to North America. They already have Canada. They have a little commie prime minister in Canada. They've already got our neighbor to the north. It's, it's the United States of America that they have to take down, and they're not going to use nukes on us. They're going to use biological weapons. And a lot of people died with the COVID attack. I know how deadly that thing was. It's the sickest I've ever been in my life, but by the grace of God, I lived. And we are going to defeat the communists. Make no mistake about it. Joe Biden is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. His corrupt little son is owned by the China Communist Party. The FBI is controlled by the Communist China, the Communist China Party. We have a major infiltration of the Chinese Communists in the United States of America right now. They're in the news media. They're in colleges and universities. They're in the research laboratories. They're in corporations. They're in social media. They're in the tech companies. They're all over the United States. They're even into the school systems, into the, down to the PTA, PTA level, into the school boards. They've infiltrated the entire country. And now 
The real Americans are under attack. We're, we're feeling like, what is going on around here? What's happening? What's happening is the communists are standing up and demonstrating that they have taken over the country. That's where we're at right now. They just raided the former president of the United States home. You can't just pretend it didn't happen. It did happen, Doc. It happened. And there's more to come. They're not going to stop at this stuff until they are stopped. Because really, Rick, it wasn't a raid on Donald Trump. It was a raid on every law-abiding, America-loving Christian out there. Yes. It was a raid on them. We've always said, you and I have always said, it's the, the, the people that they really hate, not the people in the Trump administration, it's the right. people who voted for Trump. Yes. And whether you voted for Trump or not, if you are a conservative Christian patriot, you're the enemy. Whether you voted for Trump or not, they just assume that you did. And so Donald Trump is the face of conservative Christian patriots. Whether you voted for him or not, they have marked everybody as they have to be silenced. And they've launched um, an attack on free speech. And now they're they're going for blood now. They want Donald Trump in handcuffs. Look, if they can get a conviction on him for insurrection... They will use the 14th Amendment of the Constitution that was placed in the Constitution after World War II. I mean, after the Civil War, that said that that the Confederates, anybody that participated in the Civil War against the Union, meaning the the Confederates, would not be permitted to hold office or have a federal job. That's what they want to use. If they can get a conviction of insurrection... They will use the 14th Amendment to prohibit Donald Trump from running. And they'll go after members of the Congress who supported the investigation of alleged corruption in the 2020 election. They will go after every member of Congress who said that the election results should be investigated because they're going to tag that as insurrection. I want to show you also what... um, Nancy Pelosi said um, she uh, she said authorities had justification and um, she hasn't told us. So, uh, Miss Pelosi, uh, you should tell us what was the justification. By the way, I think I think Attorney General uh, Garland and the FBI, the uh, director, Ray, they should publish They should release all the documents, all the internal documents, all the memos, all the documents in the Department of Justice and the FBI, documents that went to the judge. Show the entire world your legal justification to raid the president's home. Convince us. Yes. Convince us. Show it. Put it on the table, Nancy. Let's see it. Well... On uh, MSNBC, owned by Comcast, the uh, Morning Joe show, of course, they were excited and they were electrified. And Nancy Pelosi uh, talked about uh, the raid on Donald Trump. Of course, she hates him with a passion. I mean, just a burning hatred. I've never seen anybody hate somebody so much as she hates Donald Trump. But she got up early this morning and she put on a smiley face she and did. went on the Morning Joe program. Because it was, she was all, a happy camper today. All of it was coordinated, all well-planned and choreographed. But she said she's heard chatter. She's heard rumors. There's chatter. Voices. Yeah, about <laughs> more stuff, more things that they're going to find. Let's watch. All I know about that is what is in the public domain. Uh, I was surprised that it flashed on my phone last evening. So I don't really have too much to say except that uh, to have a, a, a visit like that, you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And uh, that says that no one is above the law, not even a president or a former president of the United States. But that, all of this will sure be made known to us uh, over time, but I have no knowledge of it. I do know 
uh, that there has been ch chatter or what more than chatter about the presidential president's documents and how they must be preserved for history and uh, mm. we'll see what the justification was for the raid I, I just don't know I think everyone was surprised by it yeah she was really yeah. surprised Shocked. she was surprised I wonder if she believes she said no one's above the law does that include Hunter Biden when when's the FBI going to raid his place when are they, they don't even have to raid. They have his, they have his laptop. Right. They don't have to raid it. They have the documents. Yes. What else are they going to find if they raid his place that they don't already have? They have enough evidence in their possession to put him in prison for about 500 years. They don't need to do a raid. What they have to do is try to figure out how to get people to stop thinking about Hunter Biden, which is part of this reason for the raid. Change the, change the, the conversation. Yes. Change the narrative. Too many people talking about Hunter Biden. We got to do something that gets people talking about Donald Trump. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Tucker Carlson reportedly petrified that his daily text messages with Alex Jones will be made public. So uh, Fox News host Tucker Carlson's text with conspiracy theorists. Uh, Alex Jones on a regular basis, according to the Daily Beast newsletter confider. Carlson and the raving InfoWars ranter trade text messages on a daily basis, according to two people familiar with their relationship, confider noted. If made public, these sources said the text messages would be highly embarrassing for Carlson, confider added. Carlson and Jones have been friends for years, with Carlson having made multiple appearances on InfoWars. Carlson even wrote a blurb on the back cover of Jones's book, The Great Reset. Uh, the uh, Daily Beast had a different headline uh, that uh, uh, we can't even show on here. But, uh, uh, Rick, do you think there's truth in this? Do you think that Tucker Carlson's worried about text messages with Alex Jones? I have no idea. I don't know if, if Tucker Carlson sends text messages to, to Alex Jones. I don't know. I mean, I just, that would, it would be total, totally, uh, it would just be speculation. I don't know. Um, but I think what we do know is that the leftists are hoping yes. that they were texting each other. That's They're hoping, the key. okay? For what reason then? To get Tucker Carlson fired by Fox News. Right. That's what it's about. Because after Donald Trump, there's only a handful of people that they can target at this point, right? And Tucker Carlson's in that small group of people. No, there's not a handful. Well, no, they're I going, mean, no, they're they're going, going after all of us. Well, I talk about high-profile individuals. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to go. They're going to go after Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity. They want to remove those two guys from Fox News. Fox News is hardly. I mean, it's it's now pro-gay, pro-transgender. What's the point? Why are people bothering with Fox News? I mean, Tucker, this thing could happen to him would be he gets fired for Fox News. I mean, I know. In the short run, it wouldn't be pleasant for him, but he'd be set free from going to work someplace that deep down he knows isn't really conservative. Right. Okay, um, but that's who they're after. They they want to take him down, and then Sean Hannity, um, and they're hoping that there's going to be something in in Alex Jones's text messages that will uh, link link. Uh, Tucker Carlson, not only to Alex Jones, but to January 6th. Yes, that's Everything key. revolves around January 6th. They built a narrative that January 6th was an, a planned insurrection. Therefore, anybody associated with it must be destroyed. And that's what they're doing. Do you remember right after the election, 2020, whatever that was, wasn't really the election, uh, after that fraud? See... They've made it so that if you even question the election results, you've, you've, you've committed a criminal offense. Right. Just saying that the election was rigged is now becoming a criminal offense. That you, you should be investigated for even saying it, Doc. But right after the election, there were some news stories in leftist news publications that the high-level Democrats... We're going to assemble a master list of high-profile Trump supporters in the country. I mean, they want literally thousands of names. 
And that these people, I remember one line, one person was quoted, they didn't quote names, they quoted, uh, you know, uh, unnamed sources who were involved with the project. But they said, these people, meaning the Trump supporters, should not be allowed to ever work again. Right. Meaning, we're going to destroy their lives. We're going to destroy their reputations. We're going to smear them. We're going to close their bank accounts. We're going to make sure that they're blacklisted, that nobody will hire them. Well, that's precisely what they're doing. They're working their lists. They're taking out people. Right. And they're shutting down all opposition to their communist takeover. So I would say Tucker Carlson is high on the list. Uh, Another person that is uh, within their sights is the Republican nominee for governor of Pennsylvania, uh, Doug Mastriano. And uh, he's a state senator from South Central Pennsylvania, Franklin County. The reason I know Franklin County is that it was Franklin County. I spent a lot of time in Franklin County growing up. I, I grew up in western Maryland. Franklin County, Pennsylvania, was the north side of the Mason-Dixon line. Right. So I had a lot of friends and relatives and and lots of people I knew in Franklin County. Okay. So he's the state senator there. It's a good country. It's it's the people in Franklin County. You know the old saying, "The salt of the earth." Good, hard-working, decent people in Franklin County. Good people, Doc. And he's the state senator. And he will make a great governor of Pennsylvania. So who are they after? They're after him. And, and what, where are they going? He attended the January 6th rally. Right, just the rally. Yes. Yeah, it didn't go to the Capitol or anything I think he like may that. have been at the Capitol, but so, not in the Capitol. So... But is it a crime to be on the Capitol grounds? Is it a crime? It's a thought crime. That's for sure. Yes, but is it a crime? I don't I don't believe it is. Is it a crime to peacefully assemble to protest the actions of your government? It's actually a constitutional. It's a constitutional right. But the commocrats have said it's a crime. So uh, you can't run for office if you did it. And that's where they're going with this. So Doug Mastriano, the Trump-backed uh, Republican candidate for governor in Pennsylvania, will appear virtually Tuesday before the House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, his attorney confirmed. As Rick stated, Mastriano is a state senator who was seen, just seen at the Capitol on January 6, 2021, and has pushed former President Donald Trump's false claims, as CBS's words, that the 2020 election was stolen. He, Nancy Pelosi was at the Capitol on January 6th. Right. Yeah, there were a lot of people George, at the Capitol. Uh, uh, Schumer was at the Capitol. AOC was at yeah, the Capitol. Yeah, they were all at the Capitol. Uh, he had been in regular communication with the, the Mr. Trump after the election and helped organize a November 20th, 25th, 2020 meeting in Gettysburg with Rudy Giuliani and other Trump allies to discuss election issues. Uh, Wait a minute, Doc, Doc. He's a state senator. Right. And he met with Rudy Giuliani to discuss possible fraudulent election returns. Why is that a crime? It's not a crime. He was carrying out his constitutional duty as a state senator. Well, what they're going after him for is Donald Trump uh, called in on that particular meeting. And? And said the election was rigged. And? That's a crime? In the Democrats' mind, far left mind. Do you see how far they've taken this, how far they've pushed it? That thinking it is a crime. Yes. But for four years, they said the 2016 election was was rigged, that Putin rigged the, the, what was it? He hacked the election. Putin hacked the election. They said it for four years. And then they turned around and they said, when they actually rigged the election, if you say it, you're a criminal. (laughs) You're going to jail. So Mastriano easily won the nine-person GOP gubernatorial primary back on May 17th, despite fears from establishment Republicans about his chances in a general election in the Keystone State. A victory by Mastriano in November could have huge implications for the 2024 election, since Pennsylvania is one of about a dozen states where the Secretary of State, a state's top elections official, is chosen by the governor rather than elected.
and they're scared to Ooh, death of that. That's what they're afraid of right there. So, um, the Secretary of State <clears throat> is chosen by the governor. Right. The Secretary of State is in charge of the election results. And the Keystone State is a key state in the upcoming uh, general election in 2024. Uh, having Mastriano in that position with appointing the Secretary of State to make sure there is a clean election that was that was run. In Michigan, the, the Commiecrats are going after the Republican candidate for attorney general because he had suspicions that Michigan elections in 2020 were not proper. Right. Just having suspicions. And so they want to knock him out. Look, they're now seeking a special prosecutor to investigate the Republican running for attorney general. Yes, for suggesting that there might be improprieties. So Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is seeking an outside prosecutor to consider charges against a group of prominent individuals for having allegedly engaged in a conspiracy to unlawfully gain access to voting machines used in the 2020 presidential election. So she believes in conspiracy theories. Well, she does. Among the accused is Nessel's presumptive Republican challenger, Matt DiPerno, who Nessel claims was one of the prime instigators, but who adamantly denies wrongdoing. So in February, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson requested the Attorney General's Office and the State Police investigate reports of an unnamed third party gaining access to tabulation machines and data drives. The nine people now under scrutiny include likely Republican Attorney General candidate DiPerno, Republican State Rep. Dare Rendon of Lake City, and Barry County Sheriff Dar Leaf, who had filed, in a matter unrelated to the Attorney General's current request, multiple lawsuits against state agencies he claimed were investigating his allegations of voter fraud in the 2020 election. So Nestle's petition for a special prosecutor, filed back on Friday, alleges that the nine individuals, including DiPerno, attempted to convince local clerks in the state to turn over five tabulators, which were then taken to hotels or rental residences where they were then broken into and had tests performed on the equipment. So that's the, the allegations that are in place there. Um, so, Rick, once again, we see an example here. They have to silence anyone that questions the narrative. Yes. And if you try to find out the truth, well, we can't let that happen. So we'll just accuse you of some sort of crime from this for from, counting. From this day forward, since 2020, if you say that an election was rigged or there was some hanky-panky in the election or there was something fraudulent, you're going to be prosecuted just for saying it, Doc. Just for saying it. Because the Commiecrats are going to have rigged elections for the rest of eternity. Right. That's the way it's going to be if they're not stopped. Every election will be rigged. <clears throat> and if you say it's rigged, you have to go to jail. That's the, that's the new norm that we're going to have in the United States of America. Accept your submit to the revolution and be quiet. That's it. Those are the terms. That's really it. Submit to the revolution and be quiet. If you won't be quiet, we will have to put you in prison. Not only did they raid President Trump's home, but Bloomberg reported that Trump's personal tax returns must be given to a House panel investigating him. Here we go again. Uh, former President Donald Trump's tax returns must be turned over to a congressional committee, a federal appeals court ruled. U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit rejected Trump's appeal of a lower court's ruling, allowing the tax returns to be sent to the House Committee on Ways and Means. All on the same day. Yes. So the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Democrat Richard Neal, requested six years' worth of Trump's returns from the IRS in 2019, citing a 1924 law that allows the chairman of three tax committees in Congress to ask the U.S. Treasury Secretary, listen to this. The, for the returns of any taxpayer. Any taxpayer. And that means you and me, too. Yes, yes. And guess what? That's why they're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. That's right. So they can go back through the last six you, years. You keep running your mouth, and we're going to get three committee chairmen 
and we're going to ask the IRS for your tax returns, and then we're going to find a way to put you in prison. You did something wrong somewhere. That's the new norm under the commiecrat government run by Beijing. Um, Let me switch topics, uh, talk about vaccines, because we haven't talked about vaccine mandates for quite some time. But it's interesting in, in Costa Rica, the new president of Costa Rica ended the vaccine mandates. And so I've got a short video uh, and you can you can um, read the English subtitles. Uh, this is Rodrigo Robles. And um, he, he announced, he said, look, there's nobody that can make you accept a vaccination in Costa Rica. It's against the law now. Watch this. Bueno, ministra, primero que todo, ¿y entonces qué? ¿Qué sigue legalmente? ¿Las vacunas dejan de ser obligatorias a partir de cuándo? Desde este momento es completamente, este, no son obligatorias porque se sesionó y se dio el criterio de obligatoriedad. Okay, entonces, hoy ya las vacunas no son obligatorias y por lo tanto cualquier acción contra alguien que no se quiera vacunar es una violación de la ley. Even the sign language interpreter was excited about that announcement, Rick. So, see, people are winning. Yes, keep fighting. Yes, fighting. Resist, 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 resist. Be free. Be free. The next story I found is in BBC today. A U.S. doctor issues warning of many undiagnosed polio cases in America. Right, Rick. So um, this has been a story that's been kind of bubbling up here over the past few weeks. Of like monkeypox. Right. And it hasn't really come to the top of, you know, the, of the stove yet, but now you see that where they're going with this. A health official in New York State has told the BBC there could be, Rick, hundreds or even thousands of undiagnosed cases of polio there. It follows an announcement last month that an unvaccinated man had been paralyzed by the virus in Rockland County, New York. Now, his case has been linked genetically to traces of polio virus found in the sewage in London and Jerusalem. Now, Dr. Uh, Patricia Schnabel Rupert, health commissioner for Rockland County, said she was worried about polio circulating in her state undetected. Dr. Rupert uh, confirmed that scientists are looking at a linkage between the New York paralysis case and traces of poliovirus found in wastewater in London and Jerusalem after genome sequencing was connected on, uh, conducted on samples from the three locations. This is a very serious issue for our global world. It's not just about New York. We all need to make sure all our populations are properly vaccinated. Now, the U.S. man who was paralyzed had a form of vaccine-derived polio. Let let it pause pause there for just a moment. The man who was paralyzed has a form of vaccine-derived polio? Yes. Doesn't that mean he got polio from a vaccine? Yes. So which occurs because some countries use a weakened form of the virus in their vaccinations. In rare cases, it can mutate and then be transmitted through poor hygiene to others who are unvaccinated. Global travel means these cases can crop up in countries which are not used to seeing polio, but where there are pockets of low vaccination. Now, although weaker than the original or wild form of the disease, vaccine-derived polio can still cause serious illness. Now, the virus can attack the nerves in the spine and the base of the brain. This can cause paralysis, usually in the legs, but if the breathing muscles are affected, too, it can also be life-threatening. Okay, so... Let me see. You got to get vaccinated so you don't catch it. But, but then you might you catch it. it by being vaccinated. Right. Just like COVID. <laughs> mm, get it. Most of the COVID cases now are among the vaccinated, mm-hmm. not the unvaccinated. Doc, wasn't Rockland County? And I, I don't. I don't. You know, that's isn't. Wasn't it the the hub of the first nucleus of the first cluster of of uh, coronavirus outbreaks in New York State. You know, that sounds awful familiar. I think there was a cluster that started there. Um, Are you talking about after APAC? Yes. I think you're right. So we'll we'll look into that. Um, Hey, the next story, this is from Bloomberg. Uh, UK, Great Britain plans for blackouts in January. Oh, it's coming sooner than that. Oh, you better believe it's coming because uh, 
the gas has been cut off. Russia, Russia has cut off the gas to Europe. But anyhow, we'll, we'll go with the Bloomberg story. Uh, possible energy blackouts in January. It gets right. cold in January. It does. And so the U.K. is planning for several days over the winter when cold weather may combine with gas shortages leading to organized blackouts, which means planned blackouts for industry and even households. Under the government's latest reasonable worst-case scenario, Britain could face an electricity capacity shortfall totaling to about a sixth of peak demand, even after emergency coal plants have been fired up. And that's according to people familiar with the government's planning. Under that outlook, below average temperatures and reduced electricity imports from Norway and France could Four days in January when the U.K. may need to trigger emergency measures to conserve gas, they said. Okay, I'm going to translate that. It's going to be a cold winter. The, the government of Great Britain has already decided that they're going to shut off the electricity certain days in January. At least four days. These aren't going to be accidental blackouts. They've planned them. They're planned blackouts. Going to shut off the electricity to homes. People are going to freeze, and the government will not do anything about it because they're the ones who are going to shut off the electricity. And why are they out of gas? Because they started a war. And the sanctions that they put on Russia have come back to bite them. But they're too proud to tell their citizens they caused the mess. It's Putin's fault. He did it. No, the sanctions did it. And the sanctions were there because they provoked Russia to attack Ukraine. They wanted all this stuff to happen. Uh, what they wanted to happen was a war. They wanted to drain the resources of Russia, get them into an Afghanistan type of war, and drain the resources of Russia. But Russia has been more resilient than they expected, and Russia has imposed some of their own sanctions, like cutting off the natural gas flowing right. to Europe, and now they got to figure out what to do about it uh, So instead of changing their policies. Right. So the, another quote from that article, which I found highly ironic, if the winter is particularly cold, Britain may have to rely increasingly on pipeline shipments of gas from mainland Europe, where supplies are already thin as Moscow curbs flows. That presents a dilemma for the U.K., which has very little domestic storage capacity. The nation has been shipping record amounts of gas to the continent, and we'll want the favor returned when the temperatures plunge. <laughs> I don't think that's no, going to happen. Ain't going to happen. You should have you kept it France for yourself. Is gonna, you think France is going to ship energy yeah. to you? You, you should have kept it for yourself, for your people. But if you're living in Great Britain, you're going to go cold because of your government. Um, Doc, there was a, a, a big explosion in Crimea today. Yes. And look at that mushroom cloud there, Rick. Uh, a huge explosion created the mushroom cloud above Putin annexed Crimea. This is their title, not ours. Uh, talking about smoke building up from a Russian military base 130 miles from Ukrainian front line after multiple blasts. Uh, several explosions have run out close to a military base uh, in Russian-held Crimea. At least 12 distinct explosions were reported by eyewitnesses, according to various sources causing large plumes of thick black smoke to snake from the direction of the base in Novofedorivka in western Crimea. Now, uh, Russia annexed the peninsula from Ukraine in 2014, and they've occupied the territory ever, uh, ever since, despite widespread condemnation from much of the international community. Now, the source of the explosions has not yet been determined. Novofedorivka is located more than 130 miles from the nearest part of mainland Ukraine, not occupied by Putin's troops. Now, what's interesting about this is that Ukraine doesn't have the capability of delivering a missile, at least from their current equipment that they've supposedly been given, to reach that distance. So the question is now begged, who sent those missiles? Well, the, Russian, uh, the Russians are saying that it was a, a fire mm -hmm. caused by the failure to follow fire safety protocols. Right. Thirteen separate explosions. Um, I think there's more to the story than this because people that there's a resort town about uh, 25, 30 minutes away drive time. And, uh, you know, and so they were watching this mm -hmm. taking place, people out on the beach mm -hmm. in Crimea. 
yes, people are living lives in Crimea. Mm-hmm. And they saw this, and some of them said they saw missiles. Oh, really? And so, uh, you know, it could be that someone, you know, moved the timeline up on things a bit. And, you know, either Ukraine has equipment beyond the HIMARS. The HIMARS cannot reach mm-hmm. that distance. Right. Or someone else, you know fired missiles in that direction, or sabotage. It could be anything. You know, eyewitness reports sometimes are so fuzzy. But you, to see the size of that mushroom cloud. How about predator drones? Right. That's that's true, too. But would it surprise you, if you see a mushroom cloud like that, uh, that one morning, one evening, we might wake up, and that was a tactical nuke that had gone off? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be shocking no, anymore, would it? at this point. Hey, uh, one final topic we'll talk about, and that's what's going on in Taiwan. Taipei Times, China drills our invasion practice. Uh, I'm not going to read the, the story, but uh, the president of, of uh, <coughs> excuse me, the, the minister of foreign affairs, Joseph Wu, uh, said that China is, is practicing for an invasion. And um, he says, uh, you know, they're getting ready for it. And then News Australia <coughs> News Australia is saying that Taiwan is accusing China of preparing invasion, and they're holding their own defense drills in preparation for for this. Uh, there's an invasion that's going to take place one day. Uh, it, it may be this week, it may be next week, it may be next year, but one day China is going to invade Taiwan. So we go back to Nancy Pelosi, and you know, on the surface, her trip to Taiwan, <coughs> excuse me, appeared to be. Um, Heroic, okay. That's the way. That's the way the media would like to portray it. Uh, she was brave. She stood stood up to the Chinese communists. Or the other perspective is she was working with the Chinese communists, because what her visit did is that it gave Beijing the opportunity to establish a new normal. The new normal is aggressive Chinese military operations around the island. That's the, that's the reality of living in Taiwan in the post-Nancy Pelosi visit. My voice is scratchy. i got to shut it down. Doc and I will be back here tomorrow. God bless you.